Hello, everyone, and welcome into the State 48 podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Matthews, bringing you all things AZ. And today on the show, we have a very special friend of State 48, born and raised here in the Valley, Latasha Kazi, and the new Phoenix Raceway president. <laughs> I feel like round of applause for yeah. that. Have you like gotten adjusted to that title? Because it's fairly new. It is new. And just to have president as a title, that's pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. Well, thank you, Lisa. And thanks for having me. You know, I, I don't know if you really get adjusted to the title, right? I mean, yeah. uh, I, it's truly an honor for me. I've been in the job since November. Um, just just wrapped up my first race weekend last week and uh, as the new track president. So it has been a ride. It's been a fun ride. So Right. I yes. love that because that's like really funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for this episode, especially. But also, to let y'all know, if you don't know, only the second female, correct, mm -hmm. president yes. in all of NASCAR? Uh, second female in Arizona. In Arizona, but and the first black. black. Yeah. How does that make you feel? That is so yeah. cool. And, you know, honestly, it, it truly is an honor. Uh, you know, for me, I don't know that I necessarily like in the moment was like, okay, I, I'm just I'm just Latasha, right? Like, yeah. it, and I'm just honored to be in this role, and I got there because I worked for it. Um, but then when you have little girls, or you even have like grown women that have come up to me, especially this race weekend, like the people, like you know, black people, Latin people, I mean, any person of color coming up to me, men and women, um, coming up to me and just talking about the inspiration, um, that's when it really hits home for me, right? It's like, okay, this is really actually a big deal, um, and. And, you know, I have to make sure that I'm not just the first, but I'm not the last, right? What am I going to do to help other people um, to have this opportunity or to know that this opportunity exists for them? I love that. Me, I am grown woman yes. bowing down to you. Oh, so proud of you. It. We Thank have a you. background. We've been friends for a while. Yes. So it's so honored. I'm so honored to have you on the show today. But for the viewers, we're going to play a quick game so they get to know you. Yes, let's Ms. do it. Natasha. Okay. <laughs> first question. Most underrated place in town to enjoy most underrated place in town in phoenix to mm -hmm. enjoy um i would say most underrated place to enjoy in phoenix is probably just like downtown phoenix like roosevelt row i love me a yes. good street art right so being able to like be down there walk around and eat in like little local i love a good local like a hole in the wall mm -hmm. is the best yes <laughs> see i thought you were gonna bring up you're a west sider yes i'm an east sider yeah not to get all crazy over here <laughs> west side west side so we're somewhere over there that you because you're born and raised and you still live there yeah born and raised my parents actually still live in the same house I was born and raised in uh, no way yes do you have like little markings on the wall like <laughs> oh we got a lot of markings oh yeah oh, I mean, <laughs> some time has been put yeah, in some time has been put into that house um you know uh, they live uh right by where if anybody any west siders right any right by desert west park like off of 67th avenue and thomas wow. area um there's a lot of things over there um but you know I I think uh, my kids they help us tremendously with our kids and so I'm at my parents' house probably every day, every other day. So I'm in, the, yeah, I'm in the hood every day. <laughs> I love that. See, I, that's so like nostalgic yeah. just to be able to go home where you yes. were raised and then your kids get to yeah. go home to them. Both of my grandparents still have their homes. I love that. On both sides um, where my parents were raised. So my parents were like, this is where we used to do this. And yeah. you see like their, you know, the markings on the wall of their height growing. Yeah, My hand just got in the camera. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the height. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just so special that you have that. I love it. Well, it is special too. Even my oldest son played Little League um, in the hood. So, you know, we had to work 
work, right? And so we needed the kids in to play over there in order for him to be able to play, right? To get off in time to yeah. go to practice and all that. So he played Little League in Tolleson, right? I mean, that's what he knows. And I mean, he you know, he lives in a, on a different part of the West Side. and yeah. uh, But all, all they know is the hood. I love it. <laughs> so. Okay. Now, this is a tough one. Favorite Arizona sports team? Favorite Arizona sports team? Well, you know I'm a Cardinals girl. I love the Cardinals. I'm football. We are a football family, and I love the Cardinals. So uh, that's my favorite team. Perfect. My favorite raceway memory so far has been? My favorite raceway memory so far has been just my first race weekend. Um, you know, our campers come in the Monday before the race starts, and then they leave the Monday after the race starts. And I don't think I really realized what that was like until being there and being in the thick of it and so being out there with the nascar fans up all week um it's like a a whole community and honestly majority of them are not from arizona they come from all over the place and so hearing stories of uh, individuals what they've done i mean that has been my favorite um honestly uh, thing at the track so far is just being able to get to know the people that come and, and support the sport it is such an experience and being someone you know also born and raised yeah. here but falling more so like based Baseball, yeah. the football teams, basketball. I didn't know what to expect. Yep. I did host yeah. the championship weekend as an in arena host, and I was like blown away by the experience yeah. because people are dedicated. Like <laughs> you said, I was meeting people from all over, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, we have our camper here. We've been here since Monday." And I was like, "Homie, it is Sunday. Sad. Yeah, it's Sunday. <laughs> like, what? It's so crazy, but so cool yeah. to see the community." Um, and we'll talk a lot about that because I think you're gonna have a huge influence yeah. on how this is gonna, you know, only expand and grow here in Arizona, which is super special. Yeah. Okay, being the first Black female president means to me, if you can sum it up, being the first Black female president really means to me, um, you know, that I can't be the last. I really have to do something um, to help others, open the doors for others, um, to be able to, uh, you know, one day where we're not saying uh, that you're the first Latina, you're the first mm-hmm. Black woman, right? Or you're, you know, the first Black man, you know, what whatever it is, person of color. Um, so I really want to be able to open up those doors and those pathways so that it becomes a norm. I love that. <laughs> Nick, am I the first Latina host of State 48? Yes. Okay. Confirmed. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Breaking <laughs> barriers here. Okay. Now, my question for you to start off all the things that we're going to get into is how does one become (laughs) the president of Raceway? And correct me if I'm wrong, because of Phoenix Raceway, you had never even been to the track prior to... Yeah, to taking the I, had, I definitely have been to the track. Okay. I just have not been in racing before. So um, I actually, um, about four years ago, met Julie Giese, who was the previous track president um, at Phoenix Raceway. She moved to Chicago um, to take on the street race. Um, so Julie and I were on a women's panel together. Um, she was in Arizona for maybe a week. Um, Ray Shea from the Business Journal reached out and said, hey, you know, there's this new woman in town. She just moved here from Daytona. She's amazing, but she needs help with some community connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, listen, as long as she's a good person, I'm happy to help her. Um, and she was a great person. And Julie is the one who let me into NASCAR. I went to my first NASCAR race uh, four years ago. Um, and you talked about the experience. So for me to be able to see what that was about, honestly, had zero clue. Like what NASCAR Same. was about, yeah. right? Like all of that. And so um, it was my network that got me to uh, into the, if you will, the business of knowing what NASCAR was and attending NASCAR races. I've been to four races before I became the president. 
um, Julie was leaving to go to Chicago and she made the phone call to me and said, hey, listen, um, what do you think about taking on Phoenix Raceway? And honestly, Lisa, I was like, girl, <laughs> really? Um, I'm like, what would make you think, I mean, what? why me? Like, what, what are you, you know, why would you reach out to me? And really, um, she said so many things um, about my leadership, about my background, um, the direction that NASCAR is going in terms of community, in terms mm -hmm. of diversity. Um, and really, she's like, you're, you know, you're somebody that's an inspiration and that can do so much for this raceway. She's like, I've taken it as far as I can. Now I'm wow. moving on to something else. And I think you're, you know, the perfect person for it. And, um, you know, after a ton of research, after a lot of <laughs> conversations, um, and to be honest, a lot of conversations with my family and my husband, I, you know, at first I was like, uh, no, I'm shutting the door on that. Um, and he's like, no, maybe actually you should there, you know, all opportunities come for a reason and maybe mm. you should just listen to that. And um, that's how I became the president of Phoenix Raceway is truly, um, I, I tell people this all the time. It's all about your network. Um, you know, you have to um, be open when somebody reaches out to you, be open to ideas and thoughts. I mean, I was in a great position before um, doing great things. It was totally fine. Um, and then got that phone call and so, you know, I was just, uh, I, you know, taking this on. Um, I, I couldn't be more honored um, for Julie to have thought of me um, at, for this opportunity. Yeah, how cool to think of you and not only that, but bring another female into the helm. Like, yes. hey, I've done what I can here yep. and I think you can add a little something extra here. But just to keep it a female too That's right. is such an honor as well to have her think of you. Yes. Um, so growing up in the West Side, I mean, the track's right there. Yes. Right? So you hear it, you know it's there. Yes. But how much research have you had to do in, yeah. in terms of learning, obviously, the sport and the yeah. depths of it? Because that was like a whole awakening for me as well. Yeah. Well, you know, the track uh, has been there since before I was born. So um, it was there my whole life. And, you know, the West Side has just grown so much. So when I was younger, actually well into high school, you could still hear the raceway at my parents' house, right? All that, like when there was a, a race in town, you could hear it. Um, and then as time has gone on, of course, now to present day, you can't hear um, the raceway that far down. Um, but you knew it was a staple and an asset in the community. Again, just never really had been or gone or knew that, you know, it was like the thing to do. Right. Uh, but now being in it, I, I know how much of an asset it is and how much of an asset it can be. You know, we do uh, two NASCAR races per year, but almost 200 events per year. So, um, you know, we have everything from nonprofit events that we host there, corporate events, all kinds of things that happen. Uh, driving school happens uh, at Phoenix oh, Raceway. Oh, we want to go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nick already said he's like, yeah. I want to, will she give me a car? I'm yes. like, I'm sure she yes. will. I don't want to make any promises. Yes. We can, we can definitely take you on a ride at the raceway. I know somebody that can yeah, get you we in. Yeah, we know somebody. <laughs> you can do some pace cars. I mean, there's really, seriously, a ton of things. Also, um, we have Relentless Beats, so those electronic music concerts that are there. We have about 13 of those um, at the raceway per year. I didn't know Yeah, that. so, I mean, it's a whole venue um, mm -hmm. there in the community, and that's what I want it to be uh, known as. But I have had to do a ton of research because it's more than just NASCAR, right? It's about sports. It's about a facility, managing a facility. I'm responsible for everything that happens at the raceway. So um, we, again, not just NASCAR things, um, but then I had to get to know like NASCAR itself, right? The yeah. team, the sport. Um, so this first quarter of the year, I've honestly spent more time away from home than I have been home uh, learning about the, going to different races, going to different teams, mm -hmm. uh, learning the drivers. Um, I'm a fan now, yeah. honestly, after experiencing it and just like you said, the community aspect yes. and the sport itself. I mean, I'm a sports girl, but never really dived into NASCAR. Yeah. So much respect for the drivers. Oh, and it's just, again, it's just, it's a vibe. If I could just describe yeah. it as anything, it's a vibe when you're there. Yes. But being someone 
from the valley, not, you know, ever having stepped foot over there. Yeah. It was overwhelming at first. I was like, <laughs> this is in my backyard. I had no idea. Yes. Why do you think Arizona is, you know, chosen for these huge weekends? I mean, yeah. having championship weekend here in yeah. Phoenix and Arizona is such an honor. It really is. For the sport. It is an honor for the sport. And I mean, just the impact that it has on our economy just in general. I mean, we bring people from absolutely everywhere. Like you said, you were there. You witnessed it yourself last year yeah. to, hear, to hear and see people coming from all over the place. Um, and then you have to think in November, our weather is actually really good as mm -hmm. well. Um, so not only do we have a state-of-the-art venue, so the venue was redone back in 2018. Um, so it's one of the newer tracks. Um, so we have that going for us. Um, but then as well, there's just so many things and so many things to do here in Arizona. Uh, Arizona is also a sports town, right? Yeah. I mean, we have every sport that you can think of here, um, specifically in Arizona. And so um, that's why we NASCAR has come here. I mean, you know, uh, it's not a guarantee that it's here every year, right. um, but it's definitely here in 2023. So we're looking forward to it coming up here in November. Um, and, and so uh, we want to continue to, you know, elevate each year and make sure that it's uh, something special. Yeah. How do you plan to just add to that? Because it's like I said, it's already a spectacle of yeah. in itself. Mm -hmm. But what do you plan to do? Like, what's the future that you try to implement that yeah. you're trying to implement with it? Yeah, so I think a couple of things. So not just championship, but outside of championship is just NASCAR has some of the most committed fans, yes. right? So I want to make sure that I engage. Then the fans have been so great to me. Yes. Um, so I want to make sure that I engage those fans. But how do we bring in new fans as well? I just mm -hmm. mentioned that Arizona is a sports town. How do you bring other athletes, uh, you know, there to the raceway? I mean, you have so many athletes that have never even gone to NASCAR before. Yeah. But then you have so many athletes that are part of NASCAR. Michael Jordan owns a, a team. Um, and so, you know, you have individuals like that, a heavy hitter like that, that owns a team. He brings his friends um, yeah. along. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. at, the at the championship weekend and he's a huge fan. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, you have individuals like that, right. That are just part of um, the sport and that want to be part of the sport. And so how do you get them more engaged, active and, and, you know, retired people um, that are part of sports. Um, I want to be able to get them uh, more engaged and evolve, but also kids start them out early. Like, like I said, mm -hmm. I never went to the raceway when I was younger. Um, so how do we get kids that are just right there in the backyard there um, right. at the raceway and part of it? Um, because there's so many elements and aspects to, to racing and to the arena, right? We I just mentioned you have a sports arena, but then you also have the STEM part of things when you think about engineering, sure. right? And all those types of things. Um, but then when you, when you think about a team, you also have like things like the pit crew. And so there's so many avenues and elements um, to racing and to drivers. And there's even drivers who have started on iRacing. Kids these days, they love um they, Whoa, yes. yes they love everything about video game and gaming we have a ton of gaming at the raceway and we have a few drivers that started that way wow mm -hmm. I, you know i didn't even think about that yeah because that was offered on championship week and where yeah. you could go and have like that experience yes but that's how kids feel connected to something right that's they're gonna it. do what they see and on tv or what they do at home with their friends yes and then feel that connection and pull so what can be done then? Is it like going into schools and yes. doing field trips? I mean, that's something I never had access to. I, you know, the opportunity to go there and visit yep. prior to when I was 32 when I yeah. finally went. <laughs> yes. So, yes, all of those things. So making sure that uh, we go to schools and, and present the opportunity for the kids to come out um, outside of race weekend, right? Because the track is open all year. So how do we get the kids there um, outside of race weekends and get them interested and involved? Those uh, iRacing simulator machines are there all the time. Um, we also go out to school. So actually just recently during Super Bowl week, 
Um, we partnered with a local school um, in Avondale. Uh, we donated one of those simulators, worked with Microsoft, um, really were able to, the, the we took some pace cars out there. Um, the kids were like, oh my God, I had no idea. And then we offered the opportunity for 40 kids um, to go to the race that we just had as okay. well. So those are experiences that they would normally not get. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have to keep creating unique experiences um, for kids, but not just for kids, for their families, right? Like their parents as well, um, so that they know, so that they understand um, what the opportunities are. Yeah, you hit on the diversity factor mm -hmm. too, and just trying to create that more so. How do you plan on merging that as well? Because yeah. I'll be honest, when I was out there, mm -hmm. I didn't see a lot of people looking like me. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, just you kind of feel like, oh, you know, just something new. Yeah. But that's very cool because then you have a platform now to mm -hmm. really grow and enhance. Yeah. So what are your plans like that? Yeah, you know, it's so funny that you say that. So my first race weekend, I just had, I partnered um, with, obviously I have a really diverse uh, network of friends and family. I have a big family. Mm -hmm. um, and so for this past weekend, I had um, a couple of hospitality areas where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make sure that I host people that look like me um, or that look like you um, that are different in my network um, and present them the opportunity to come to an actual race throughout this weekend, through the whole weekend, fr yeah. you know, Friday through Sunday, every day having a representation. Um, and the amount of people that came, I was surprised, but every, all, like 98% of them that came had never been to a race before. Wow. Uh, but 98% of them also said, oh my God, this was an amazing experience and I can't wait to come back and I can't wait to tell someone else, I can't wait to bring someone um, mm -hmm. to the next one. That's how you start that process. Like you said, you got to go and experience it in order to know that it's a thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's something that you feel comfortable um, in and something that you feel comfortable doing. Um, so really, that's my plan is to to invite my friends out, um, invite people that look like us um, to come to the raceway and have experiences that they normally um, wouldn't have. And you know, uh, the reality is, is that when you are a person of color, you are the first um, in a role like this. The one thing that we do really well, especially, you know, us, me, I know this personally as a black person, um, um, we support everything black, right? Like you're like, oh my God, I'm going to go to the raceway because you're there. Um, and yeah. that's the reason why I'm going, right? <laughs> it's a thing. Yes. No matter what, it's a thing. And so um, when I was at the race this past weekend, there were so many people that I met. They're like, we're here because of you. I'm like, oh my God, I am, I'm truly um, honored and grateful for all of the support. So I, I was taking any picture that I could. I wanted that to make sure so they knew cool. that I appreciated them being there. Wow. Has NASCAR itself highlighted you in any type of way for being yeah. the first black? What do they do? Yeah. So they've done a ton of social um, aspects, you know, tons of interviews across the board with, you know, NASCAR is national, right? right? I mean, you have national partners, like, you know, you have Fox, you have NBC, you have all everyone, every um, aspect there. Um, and so they've done a, a ton of things um, that are pertinent to, uh, we talked a little bit about having uh, just recently an interview that I had on the radio right. as well. And so um, all of those opportunities that have been presented and really um, being intentional about mm -hmm. um, sharing my story or sharing like the why and who I am and um, across the board. And so NASCAR is continuously highlighting. And sometimes it's a little like, do you really need to do that? Right? Yeah. Do you really need to do yeah. that? Um, but I guess the answer is yes. I think it is important for people to know, you know, yeah, I am the first. Um, and again, hopefully I'm not the last. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it is a story. To, it is something to tell. Has it felt like a whirlwind? Because it just sounds like yeah, it's like very fast paced. <laughs> it is very fast paced. <laughs> like since November. Yes. 
And that was championship weekend. Yeah. And you had not taken over yet. Correct? No, okay. I had not taken over so yet. So that was like your taste into yeah. everything. And then now, wow. Yeah. So championship weekend, they had just announced it. And yeah. then I had taken over the end of November. Um, and so we're already at the end of March. I, I don't even know. Like I've blinked and I don't even know where I've been, what's happened, what's going on. It's just so many great things so have crazy. happened in a short amount of time. Uh, so it does definitely feel like a whirlwind. Obviously, being the president, yeah. I, I hope you have your license, right? You could get your, like, official driver's, <laughs> driver's license. license. Have you been? No. Come on. You don't have it. <laughs> What's the process? I mean, I talked to Larry about this yeah. because he had to get his training. Oh, no, for- my God. It's not real. It's so official. Know, you know him well. You know that he is, like, joking. There's not a He's re- like, I had to go Stop through Stop it. <laughs> God, he's so ridiculous. So he did have to go through like a pace car training, which was that day. Yeah. And it's like a quick, like you, it just tells you like where you could drive or not, but they do give you like a little like. It's official. <laughs> I need it. We're going to get you one. And I'm you need it one. apparently. I'm get it <laughs> okay. We'll do it together. You How about that? Perfect. I'll be, I'll be the driver though. Oh. That sounds too fun. Oh God. We're, we'll both drive. We'll drive next to each other. <laughs> Five cars can drive right next to each other in a row, so wow. we, we could do that. They did invite me out, like, the weekend before, like, yeah. a couple weekends to go in. I was so yeah. bummed I couldn't make it because yes. that's, like, that's you a do, bucket list. No, right you there. do have to do that. I mean, it's a NASCAR experience, and so you really do um, have to do that. And so hopefully this year before the championship race, you can do it. Okay. Um, and we'll probably give you, like, a license or something. I don't know. So <laughs> official. But I remember talking to a lot of the drivers, yeah. and they were specifically saying just how unique yeah. Phoenix race, why they love driving there specifically like what makes it so different yeah it is different because it is a shorter track um but it's also so not only is it a shorter track it's smaller and so like everything that you do like it's right there and so even from a fan perspective phoenix is very unique in the fact that you can go to the garages like an actual garage where the car is so the car you know before the car goes out on the track the uh, mechanics and everyone is right there but the fan so if you have access to the infield Mm -hmm. the fan can be right there with you and so that that's what makes Phoenix different, right? Most tracks, I mean, you know, I went to Daytona and you go, you, you like, you're not necessarily getting like up close and personal inside of the garage. If you don't have, like, you can look over and mm-hmm. down, they're like down on the ground and you could, but the experience like in Phoenix, you could literally touch them. You could touch I the know. toolbox. I saw that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> wait, are we too close here? No, that's how it is. That's how it is. It's really, really easy to access. And that's what makes it different, right? I mean, and again, it is also new, right? I mean, it was redone. Um, and so, um, and it was redone listening to the fans but also listening to the drivers and the teams things that they actually needed i mean even you think about the per- the spotters right the people who are on top um looking down to make sure that the drivers are safe and talking to them in their ears and all of that kind of stuff we made sure that on top of our roof right we have a special place for the spotters right? mo- most spotters in most locations are just on top of a roof yeah um like a regular one, right? Yeah. Like where you're just up yeah, there. Yeah, just up there. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we have bleacher seats up there. We make sure they have restrooms up there, right? That we actually get craned in and put up there for them. And so oh. um, Phoenix is just different, right? We want to make sure that if you're coming here, we want to give you like a real experience and make it's sure different. that. Yeah, yeah. That's how No, I, <laughs> when I was hosting yeah. and they were like, okay, so you're going to do a hit you know, infield. And again, all this verbiage was like, okay, what what? What are you talking about? (laughs) I did my research because I had to come prepared. Yeah. But I was like, the experience of being that close and feeling, like feeling in the cars, the vibration and how loud it was. Mm -hmm. And seeing, like you said, like the pit stop and 
being able to talk to the drivers yeah. just right there. Yes. Like the fans, the engagement just makes it so unique where you don't experience that. I mean, I haven't been to another track before, but yeah. But and now I will tell you, NASCAR as a whole is like that in terms of like when you're there, we every track has some sort of unique experience where you can get close to the driver. Okay. But it's not necessarily how it is in Phoenix, but that's NASCAR as a whole. That's what makes NASCAR experiences different. So like, you know, when we go to a Cardinals game, we go to a Suns game, right? Even if you have like a floor seat at the Suns, which you know that's like you don't yeah. get to do that every day, right? Right. Um so being able to have that experience is really, really cool. But you're not necessarily talking to the players right there is a their security there I mean, even if you're sitting next to the bench i mean yeah the the chances of you talking to devin booker are slim to none right mm -hmm. uh, unless he comes over and does something whereas in nascar they're all over the place and they're walking around like a regular person shaking hands high-fiving like doing yeah. things engaging with the fans so when they walk from you know the garage to the infield that you mentioned um to get into their car they're passing by a whole lot of fans and they're talking to them um along the way and so that's really what makes NASCAR just different um, in general if you're going to come and experience it you get to experience it for real like all of it yeah. so I did a lot of research mm -hmm. before I had to host because you know you just yeah. have to know all the things just yeah. in case uh, what have you done to like I mean is it just being put on the job and you're learning so much as you go or did have you like been diving into I mean I was watching like Netflix yeah you know Siri <laughs> or not the Netflix the yeah, USA same, Network yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reality shows I was you know doing my you know studying up on the sport because yes. there's a lot to it like so what have you been doing to uh, there is a ton and really it's about um get, I, I love to like t feel it touch it see it yeah. so that's why I mentioned the first quarter I was really gone from home more than I was here because I was out in the field if you will um I've gone, I visited uh, various track team or racing teams. So like, for example, track house racing actually is the one that Pitbull owns. Oh, yeah. um, then as well, um, Hendrick Motorsports. I've gone to North Carolina to go see, like, I wanted to see all of it. Right. Yeah. And um, the great thing about NASCAR teams, drivers, they will, if you're part of the family, they're going to let you in and they want you to learn and they want you to have conversations. So really, Lisa, that's what I've been doing is having as many conversations as I can, like being like a fly on the wall and mm -hmm. me meetings and um I went and uh, at track house uh, we really had the opportunity to sit out there I could have stayed out there all day um watching the pit crew that whole process is crazy, crazy. right and the athleticism of those individuals it's a uh, uh, majority of them are athletes That's right? right they're professional athletes yes. um that have you know they're no longer professional athletes and so now this is their new thing if you will um it's so funny talking to some of them like if I would have known that this existed before I was you know in the NFL or whatever they're like I would have come here first before doing that um, just because it's just such a rewarding career. Um, but as well, like what goes into it is crazy. And so it's crazy in a good way. Um, and so really that's what I've been doing is just being out there, having conversations, asking questions. I love to ask questions. Yeah. Um, and people love to answer when it's their sport, something that they're interested in, they'll get, they'll give it to you. And not only the current drivers, but you know, previous drivers as well. I mean, uh, probably one of the uh, best experiences I've had so far is being at Hendrick Motorsports and uh, sitting down having lunch with Jeff Gordon, right? And Jeff Gordon is so like, cool. I mean, so we all know that name. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's so easy, such a great guy. Um, but when when he says, I'm willing to help you any way I can, he means it. Um, mm -hmm. And he'll send a text message or any of those types of things. Even uh, again, going back to Trackhouse and the ownership team there, right before my race, I got so many text messages from individuals from Trackhouse, from Hendrick. 
everywhere um, just to wish me luck and to say, hey, if you need anything this weekend, let me know. Um, meanwhile, they have their own thing to think about, right? They have mm -hmm. racing um, to do and, and on their mind. So really, that's what I've been doing is building relationships, asking questions and getting out there and going to as many races, uh, honestly, as I can. It does feel like a very family culture like just it everyone is. is together and that that seems really cool have you been able to you know really bring your kids and yeah. have your boys enjoy it as the family yes feel? yeah so my kids were there for championship weekend that was their first race ever is that championship weekend wow. yeah and they were like wow that's pretty epic <laughs> mm -hmm. they were like oh my god this is like really cool so then we they were here for march obviously the entire weekend um and they were like oh my mom so, so my oldest like mom you're goaded i'm like oh i'm like yes! a big <laughs> Uh, and my little one is like, he's 11 and he's so cool, right? I mean, beyond cool, right? And so as he's like looking at the photos and all the stuff from the weekend, he's just like, God, he's like, gosh, we just look so good out here at this race. Oh, my, like, oh my God. I told you a vibe. Wow. That is goals right there for your son to say yeah, you're goaded. I mean, it's a big deal, Lisa. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're damn good. I, I mean, that's that's the title of this episode. You're goaded. <laughs> that is so fun. Yes, so yes. were they able to like meet a lot of people? What kind of, oh, who yeah. did you have out there? I mean, yeah. I didn't get to make it. Yes, I, I know. I was supposed to go. I was supposed to be there. I know, but you know what? You'll be, hopefully you'll be yes, there for championship, there. championship weekend. I'm ready. Yes, we had, uh, of course, you know, it's uh, baseball season right yep. now in spring training. So we had a plethora of baseball players out yep. there, which was really, really cool um, to have, uh, have them out there. Um, we had a couple NFL uh, players. We had um, some current Cardinals um, as well. And um, it's so funny. One of uh, the gentlemen uh, from the Cardinals, his name is Christian. Um, he was like, I've never been to a NASCAR race. And he's really young, right? He's mm -hmm. like, I've never been to a NASCAR race in my life. And he was like, this is really cool. So yeah. um, so I thought that that was really nice. But you know, it's so funny. Um, speaking of like individuals that are like out there, I went to uh, Daytona and Derek Jeter was there. Um, Hold up. Yeah, he was there. At, uh, <laughs> he, he was there. And I asked Derek, I said, you know, have you ever been to a NASCAR race and he's like no this is my first time so even thinking someone like that wow. right had never been to a NASCAR race before um, but it's so nice to be able to get legends right like that um, that are interested in showing up and part of the sport so hopefully who knows girl by the time um, November comes around for championship weekend who knows who we'll have there right yeah we got we got to come up with you goaded for sure yes, I'm goaded already <laughs> so now I got you know I have to figure out um, some really high profile people for November. I'll help you. We'll, like, we'll make yeah. a list. Let's make a list. Yeah. We'll make a hit list yes. of who's going to be there. Yes. I mean, it's, it is, it's such an experience. Yeah. Um, how or what has been the most challenging part in yeah. navigating all this? Because we haven't even gotten to your background, yeah. right? You were with a bank yep. prior to this. Yeah. And so this sounds honestly way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah. It sounds a lot more exhilarating, yeah. but what has been the biggest challenge in just navigating this new, you know, era of yeah. your goaded era yeah, of my, life? My good era. You know, honestly, um, it, ha it, it really has been just the, it goes really fast, right? It, it goes really fast. And so just trying to uh, keep up with the pace, you know, people always ask me like, how do you do it all? I don't do it all. Um, and so I think that that's, that answer, right? That's the thing, right? It's just trying to make sure I balance and prioritize um, what's important 
important to me, um, which is my family, right? And which is, you know, as well, I, of course, I have a great career and all those types of things, but just really being able to have that balance um, of, of everything um, has been probably the biggest challenge because it's something new, right? And I'm on the road a lot. Um, not that I haven't traveled before um, and I don't, I don't mind, I actually love it. Um, I love, love right. your own hotel, yeah, bed, yeah, room. Love, <laughs> but it's just, it's also just love being like in any, I love sports in general. So right. just being able to be out there and experiencing, you know, wh wherever I am, being able to do that. But then at the end of the day, being able to say, okay, when I'm at home though, and when it's time to be at home, like, am I present and am I there? Mm -hmm. And so just really being able to balance um, that piece. And then, you know, in terms of learning, I, you know, I give myself grace with that. I, you know, I haven't been in NASCAR. Um, and so, you know, like I said, I ask a ton of questions, but like, I can't, can't figure everything out in four months. That's just unrealistic. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think anybody has it all figured out. You learn something new mm -hmm. every day. Even people who've been there for 20 years are like, I don't know. I got to ask somebody. Right. And right. so, I think just being okay with that um, mm -hmm. as well. So um, I, I'm honestly having a whole lot of fun. And so for me, um, it doesn't feel like I'm going to work every day. Um, and now it's just a matter of like, what am I going to do with this opportunity? Truly. Yeah. Do you ever sit back and say, wow, like I'm actually, I'm, <laughs> I never thought I would be in that before. Yeah. I mean, right? it wasn't on the to-do list. Like, I, honestly, I was going to um, be a news anchor and work <gasps> on Good Morning America. What? Yeah. Let's have a little news. Yeah. Thing. Let's do this. <laughs> our prompter <laughs> I know. it's so funny when I do all of like my speaking engagements and things like that the one thing that I am the worst at is if I have to read it off oh, of yeah. something if I can't be authentic I'm like oh my god I'm so nervous yeah prompters jack me up too I'm right like, I can't and then I'm like okay. oh, especially if it's someone else's writing yes and you're just like that ain't me that's not I'm me. not gonna say that <laughs> right and your voice changes you're like does it sound like your voice oh I have an anger voice yeah. it's fine me I'm like so I get up there and I'm like reading like who are you right now why are you reading <laughs> like that and then there'll be like a random word that I would never say and I yeah. say out loud and I'm like cracking up in my head like my husband's always like why is your reporter voice so strong right now I'm like I'm just enunciating my words like get off me. <laughs> but it's true there's a little yeah. shift there I could see you doing that yeah I, that's okay. what I, really, I wanted to live in New York right work on Good Morning America um and be a news anchor right like that's what I was gonna do like for, for my and then it makes sense because I always yeah. interviewed you when yeah. I was with the Cardinals and you were just like so uh, Easy boom every year, <laughs> great soundbite, oh. great enunciation. <laughs> oh, that is too nice. Well, then I went to college, so I started working when I was really young. I got, I got really lucky and um, got a great job when I was sixteen at Charles Schwab. Like you know, the, oh, wow. yeah, at the school they picked four of us. Um, is that legal? Sixteen? Yeah, yep. 16. Okay, but but right. I was not. Um, so because of FINRA rules and licensing, you cannot be. I couldn't be a Schwab employee until I was eighteen. Gotcha. Um, but so it's like a school to careers yeah, yeah. program. Um. So there was four of us that, that were selected um, to go work at Schwab. There's actually two of them that are still there all these years later. Um, Schwab is a phenomenal company. And so, um, you know, three of them were going to be stockbrokers and then one was going to be in people services. I'm like, I will take option B because I do not want to be a stockbroker. And I had no idea at 16 what a people services was. I'm like, yeah. what does that even mean? It's human resources. Okay. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, but because at that time I was going to school full-time, working full-time, had this great, I worked um, at Schwab all through my undergraduate, through the rest of high school. Wow. Wow. all of my undergrad and a little bit after that. Um, and I decided, you know, to go to journalism. So I was in the Walter Cronk. I was at ASU in Walter Cronk. Yeah. And then yeah. I decided, I was like, you uh, never told me this. I know. I had I, to be a whole podcast no to podcast finally to like figure this out. 
So it was my, I think it was like my sophomore year. Uh, so here's the crazy part. Like sophomore year, they told me that I had to um, become fluent in another language, right? And it, um, and it was going to be, I, I was going to select Spanish, right? Because uh -huh. that was easy for me because, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm here and uh, half of my family um, spoke Spanish. And so... But wait, they, are you black again? No, I'm only oh. black, but like all of my uncles are married to um, Mexican ladies. Oh, and so, yeah, oh. so it's just, yes, my, my kids are, my kids yeah. are black again. Yeah. We're creating a whole community. Yeah, a whole community. <laughs> so that's that. just how it is, right? That's, yeah. how, that's how it worked. And so um, when I was younger, my aunt used to speak Spanish to me all, all the time. And so it was going to be easy for me, but I, at the time, like the way that my schedule was for school and my schedule for work, it wouldn't work out. And so I was like, ah, I don't want to be a journalist. I want to make money now. And, true. Right? So, true. Like, so it was so silly in my mind, but the, I mean, it worked out. But at the end of the day, that's really what it was. I didn't want to, I couldn't figure out how to balance full-time work and full-time um, school based on that schedule. A journalism schedule is really aggressive. Yes. I mean, it takes a lot to get to that point, right? And yep. um, you're the, you only had like a couple of options for classes and times and all of that. I'm like, no, I need you to work around my schedule. I, I need to make some money. Yeah, and I wanted to make money. So, <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. That's so your journey yeah that's that's the journey and then here, here i am never in a million years thinking that i would work for a nascar um or be the president of a raceway or the first at, you know at anything so. how much has that journey though the background those oh, yeah. jobs those experiences shaped you for now this yes everything that I have done has shaped me for this and it really honestly has prepared me for this you know I always think about like the times when um, things didn't go the way I wanted them to right like e even that like not being able to be a journalist and move to New York um, but to be honest I probably would have never wanted to leave Ar I haven't left Arizona and <laughs> I I'm sure I've had plenty of opportunity to yeah. leave Arizona and just haven't um, and I feel like New York is a good place to visit but I'd probably be like on a who, who knows I probably be we so wouldn't survive I'm no, right? I'm so broke because of We're going to stay right? here. Yeah. We're going to stay here in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Um, but all of those things truly have prepared me, like the direct, like the directions of like, here's what you think you want to do, um, or here's, mm. you know, here's your plan. Um, and I always say it's not, it's never our plan, right? For me, it's right. always God's plan. And so uh, I, you know, I just feel like, you know, I have uh, prayed for certain opportunities. I've worked for certain opportunities. And that's what has truly gotten me to uh, where I am today and, yeah. and, you know, um, to this point. So, yeah. well, we're obviously here today because one, we love you. Yeah, and two, you. <laughs> you're obviously so connected to us here at state 48 yeah. being, you know, someone that's born and raised here, moving and shaking here in the yeah. Valley. What is your connection? And like, what does it mean to you to be a part of a brand like this? state 48? Yeah. You know, uh, I am a community girl and really feel obligated, if you will, to give back to this community that I have been, you know, born and raised in. And um, State 48 is the same, right? I mean, just thinking of all the things that you guys do, the brands that you're connected to, the the nonprofits. I mean, you know, when I, uh, I for years had heard about Mike and, um, you know, we just had never per se like cross paths. And then finally, like uh, early, I don't know, about a year ago or so, um, our, we have a mutual friend through the Girl Scouts. Yep. Um, and and Christina, uh, who is our car connection at the Girl Scouts, she's like, you know, you really need to meet him. I'm like, I think you're right. Um, I think I do. And so uh, as we connected, as we met, just like knowing the foundation of like who you guys are, what you do, um, that's the premise of your business mm -hmm. is, is giving back. And um, for me, even though I'm always in these roles, like no matter what role I'm in, no matter, I don't know what happens next after this, right? We have no idea what happens right. next um, after this. Um, 
no matter what I do, I am always obligated to giving back to the community. You know, I serve in uh, multiple board positions. It's just who I am um, and what I do there. But also, uh, I'm always out there volunteering, doing something to give back. Um, we were getting my hands dirty, um, doing that but also teaching my boys that that's what they have mm. to do too, right? I mean, they have been so um, blessed, honestly, and privileged. They don't, they, they don't have the life that I had on the West Side growing up, right? They have a different life. Other West Side. <laughs> yeah, they got a different West Side um, life just because of, you know, my husband and I working so hard to, mm. to get where we are. Um, but we, wa- we don't ever want them to forget about helping others or the fact that any of it, honestly, Lisa, could go away at any time. So mm. you never know when it's you that needs the help on the other side of that right illness could hit us at any time jobs could go away at any time right there's just so many things that could happen um you you pray that they don't but they could um and so you know you hope that your goodwill and the things that you've done along the way the connections that you've built um in the community and the resources that you know you've learned about if you ever needed it or you or somebody around you you just hope that you you know they'd be there and available for you yeah what a lesson for your boys but what a lesson for listeners too because the value of networking Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and connecting with people and building relationships. I feel like now more than ever, people, you know, just pin that to, oh, we're friends on Instagram yeah. or Twitter That's or whatever. Truth. It's like the real life connections mm-hmm. and relationships that you can build. I mean, in fact, got you where you are today. That's the truth. And honestly, probably has gotten me into majority of my past jobs that I have had probably since Charles Schwab when I was 16 years when I left there um, after graduating college mm-hmm. I learned very early that it, networking was the right thing to do and uh, haven't necessarily had to apply for a job it has been through networking wow. so um, I do feel like uh you know, people always say, you know, they say it's about who you know. It really is about um, who you know and um, your network. And I, I always say I, I do have a massive network, but that network is not for me. It's for others as well, mm-hmm. right? How can you connect other people? Um, like Christina, connecting Mike and I, right? Mm-hmm. And um, being able to, because you just never know what you can do together. Yeah. Um, you know, you never know what you can do for the community. You never know what you can do for someone else. Um, and there's just so many good people um, out there that you should be uh, connected to and figure out ways to just do something major and so and something major doesn't necessarily mean you have to create state 48 right it could be something little um that you're doing for for someone else like just showing up for someone else um or writing a letter or even just like writing a little like note of encouragement to someone else Mm -hmm. can go you know such a long way and so um for me it is all about the network all about the network and it's not by luck either it's because yeah you get put into situations but it's because of the hard work yeah that now you have yeah, but it's also yeah. not having an expectation either. Like when I meet someone, I have zero expectation that you're going to give me something, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want you to give me anything. I just want to get to know you as a person um, and figure out how, you know, do maybe one day we can help each other um, or yeah. maybe not. Maybe it's just great that we know each other and maybe we want to share mom stories, right? Or yeah. um, you never know what it is. It's just something little. Um, you know, my, my boys hate going with me to the grocery store because they're like, Gosh, first of all, when we leave, you're going to meet five new friends um, <laughs> or you're going to know the whole grocery store. I'm like, well, That's you know, so some, me. Yeah, I, you just, I never met a stranger. So. I love that. Well, we are so glad to know you and we're so thankful yeah. that you spent your time. I know it's so valuable and you're just, you're on the go, literally. Yes. Fast pace life that you live. <laughs> but we're so proud of you. And thank, thank you. you so much. I hope you are subscribed to our podcast yes. because your episode's gonna drop soon. Make sure you let everyone know. And everyone else will see you next week. Bye.